1: Well, April is Parkinson's Awareness Month, and in a couple of days, it's going to be World Parkinson's Day. So, this is a good time to talk about the awful effect that this debilitating illness can have on so many people. We wanted to tell some of those stories right now. So, we're going to get some help from our next guest here. We have our very own Larry Gifford, our boss. He has been living with Parkinson's disease since August of 2017. And since that happened, he since he got that diagnosis, though. He's become an ambassador for Parkinson's awareness. Do you think that's a good word for it, Larry?
0: Sure, yeah.
1: An ambassador for Parkinson's awareness? I've been
0: called worse. Well, <laughs> this is a good
1: thing. Uh, you've also got the RTDNA-nominated best podcast, When Life Gives You Parkinson's. You recently took on a role as an official ambassador for the Michael J. Fox Foundation. Yeah, I'm on their patient
0: council, so nice. it's really, really cool.
1: We also have Gene Blake with us, the CEO of the Parkinson Society of BC. Gene, thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you for the opportunity
2: it's wonderful to be here
1: what's it like to have so many ambassadors out there like larry doing this work now raising awareness
2: uh it's fabulous because this disease for a long time was very misunderstood so people like larry are really bringing a different level of understanding
0: and awareness about the disease
1: like what's it been like for you then? so a year and a half since you got your diagnosis?
0: Well, that's the thing you you know you, I've lived with it for probably 10 years, mm, yeah. uh, but I only have known what it is for the last you know you know 18 to you know 20 months. Um, it's 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 been quite a journey. Uh, I feel like I, I'm an expert now in, in, in a lot of things, you know, I've, I'm learning a whole new language, you know, alpha-synuclein and <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> You're a scientist, of, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I, and, and having these conversations with the researchers and the neurologists and, and really taking control of my own healthcare has been really important Yeah, uh, and, and realizing that I don't have a doctor's appointment. The doctor has an appointment with me and I'm going to get out of it as much as I can. Uh, and I think that's one of the things that I, as I go around talking to people, they're you know, that that's one element of this disease where they, they feel like they're not empowered, that they it's a very lonely disease. And so uh, I encourage everybody to just get out there and take control of their own health care. Be have a list of questions and a list of symptoms that you want to yeah. know about. And really, uh, you know, don't be shy.
1: Gene do you think that's changing then? Um, Larry called it like it's a lonely disease mm-hmm. and people before probably felt like they couldn't talk about their symptoms. Is that changing?
2: Uh, To some degree it is. I think our motto has always been you're not alone because the society's been there. But we've really worked hard uh, with people like Larry's input to change our focus to empowerment, uh, really for empowering people to take more control, self-management, self-advocacy. I mean, it's still... Very dependent on medication for controlling symptoms, but there is uh, one big, big thing that people can do, and that is exercise. And so, particularly in the early to mid stages of this disease, I think that has really been uh, quite a recent, actually. Yeah. Oh, it is. Uh, I was- uh, I think
1: before you thought that, oh, you have to rest to feel better. They'd send you home. They'd yeah. send
2: you home to rest. And so it's really probably the last five to 10 years, particularly about uh, four years ago, there was a really groundbreaking study that said that uh, exercise, and um, there's some... Uh, conditions around that, but that exercise could even help you to delay the progression of this disease. It's
0: actually the only thing they can recommend that will delay the progression of the disease. Really? Yeah. What's it
1: done for you? Because I know that you've been doing this. You actually went to boxing class as well. Well,
0: and circuit training. I hate exercise, uh, but I'm (laughs) doing it. That's so honest. No, I mean, it's, it's, um, I've never been a physical guy. My brothers were athletes. My sister was an athlete. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to do that. I'll come watch you. Yeah. Uh, And and so for me, it's been really hard, but it's a about finding a routine and finding the exercise that works for me. Yeah. Uh, so you know, I've done the boxing class. I enjoy the boxing class, but you know, I'm I'm working. A full-time job, and I have a family, so I've got to find the classes that are available to me on my time. Yeah, uh, I can't go to the ten a.m. boxing class for Parkinson's all the time. So I've got six o'clock circuit training on Wednesdays, and so I, I find what can I can do. Uh, and then I, you know, on Saturdays we go for a family hike or whatever. And we so I'm just working it into my life. Mm-hmm. So I'm living, th- you know, I, it's, I don't have. You know, Larry time and Parkinson's time. We're, we're together in this for the rest of my life. So we got to figure out how to live together.
1: Yeah. What kind of a difference has it made? Like, can you feel an improvement from the more exercise that you do? Uh,
0: absolutely. It's the combination of the levodopa carbidopa, which is the medication that replaces my uh, creates synthetic dopamine, which allows me to improve my movements, and then with, with the with the exercise. I, I have much more control over my fine motor skills. I have more balance. I, you know, I, uh, my gait is improving. And you're doing this also along with seeing a physical therapist and, you know, making sure that you're taking your medication properly and making sure you go to, you know, s- support group and making sure you go to your counselor. Like, you've got a team of people yeah. around you that are helping you in, in a number of different ways.
1: I wonder then, Gene, listening to Larry talk like that about living with Parkinson's, is that changing then people's expectations of what it means to live with Parkinson's. It's not just sitting and waiting for your body to let go.
2: Yes. Yeah, I would say that um, people uh, are working harder to take control of their own lives. And as they see uh, some of those symptoms get better controlled, then, of course, they have higher expectations that their life is going to be uh, better quality in other ways too. So, for example, we know that there are only a couple of things as this disease advances that will help people maintain that quality of life on uh, a treatment uh, uh, level. And so we've had uh, two really incredible advocacy campaigns over the last couple of years to get better access to something called Deep Brain Stimulation. And another therapy called duodopa therapy that weren't uh, as easily accessible here in BC previously. And right. a lot of that was just the voice of people like Larry and other folks uh, with Parkinson's and their families and friends that added their voice to the campaigns
1: now I've heard about this deep brain stimulation mm-hmm. now, what is this what, what does this involve
0: well so they actually go in and they put you know electric stimulators on in the area of your brain in the center of your brain uh, and then they attach it to a wire and you have sort of like a built-in like a, kind of like if they put in a heart like a a a defibrillator
1: for your brain yeah yeah.
0: and so they can put stimulations in there to which it's life-changing for people uh and it's mainly meant to to help with tremors uh because some people have just extreme tremors uh and um it's it's so necessary and the access is so weak here in bc i know it's getting better but it's it's still not so the surgeries are doubling but there's still a a long wait to even just get Get assessed get assessed and we need to work on that. We we need more dollars uh, into this because th- there's a, there's a wait list of over a hundred people who need this surgery now. Right. And in five years, I may be on that list. Who yeah. knows?
1: You know, I can't believe how much things have changed though. Listening to you talk about this, because my dad had Parkinson's as well, and he passed away more than a year ago, and none of this was available or talked mm-hmm. about for him when he was first diagnosed, like fifteen years ago when that happened.
2: Well, DBS is only for a very small number of people. Uh, Not everybody is going to need it, and not everybody would qualify for it. But uh, when you know that there's something out there that can help you, of course, you you, you want to have access to it. So we're very fortunate. The government did approve a doubling of the surgeries going from 36 to 72. It just started in this fiscal year, April 1. And uh, we also understand that they're in the process of recruiting a second neurosurgeon. So we're very, very thankful and grateful for for that. Yes, there's certainly more to do. <laughs> there, there's never quite enough, right? But that's been wonderful. And then the duodopa therapy is a way that, uh, okay, there's motility issues with this disease. Yes. Uh, dopamine controls movement, whether it's the large motor muscles or uh, inside your body. So the gut motility gets affected. So taking a an oral medication, it might not actually right. go to where it needs to. So, duodopa therapy is a again um, another process where they do uh, um, direct uh, insertion into the small intestine.
1: Right. Okay. So, on this, uh, well, since it is Parkinson's Awareness Month, we've got World Parkinson's Day coming up. Then in a couple of days, Larry, what do you want people to know about Parkinson's? Uh,
0: that you know, many of the symptoms are invisible. Everybody mm. thinks of a tremor. And that not everybody with Parkinson's has a tremor. Uh, You know, mine started with gait issues, but there's so many just. There's probably over forty non-motor issues that are involved uh, in most Parkinson's. You know, from depression and anxiety uh, to you know, Gene, uh, you, know, you can jump in here, but uh, gut, gut health issues, and pain,
2: fatigue, pain,
0: uh, pain, lots of pain, lots yeah. of fatigue. You know, you know I've got uh, I was just diagnosed with some neuropathy in my feet. You know, like, like it's always it, something. It's always something, and, yeah. and 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 so you see somebody in their forties who's having troubles, and you know, you, they you may think they're drunk walking down the street or, you know... I, Does I, that
1: happen to you? Because you're in your 40s.
0: Sure, yeah. It, 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 I have poles now, so now people, it's a physical understand, sign yeah. that, so they know something's up. So if I'd ride the bus and I, I want a seat because I can't balance very well, if I didn't have my poles and I've it's been there, you get stares and glares and you mm-hmm. get people tell you to move, make room for other people. You know, understand that you're not going to see everybody's disability. Yeah.
1: That's such a good point. That
2: is yeah. so true. That's probably one of the biggest ones. Uh, in the years that I've been working with people with this disease, it's uh, still there is misunderstanding, uh, lack of knowledge, and so it results in discrimination sometimes with our folks. I think they're
0: drunk. Or, yeah, and insomnia oh. is a huge deal. And if you don't get enough sleep, it can ruin your well, whole. That's day. everything,
1: right? Yeah, yeah, that is everything. Well, then this is a good month to learn about all that, isn't it?
0: And and, and let me just say, the Parkinson Society of BC has been so great to me. They were my first phone call when I got diagnosed, and really? they've been very supportive. They're celebrating fifty years this year. Thank and it's uh, just an amazing organization.
1: Gene, where can people get more information?
2: So, we have a wonderful website. They just need to go online and look for that parkinson.bc.ca. Uh, we also have a 1 800 line. Uh, we do information referral. Uh, we have uh, actually quite an incredible cadre of services, including clinical counseling. There's lots of up and downs with this disease, yeah. that's free. Uh, we do educational programs. People are welcome to go online and see what we've got. We record a lot of our sessions too, right. so there is a whole library of uh, information people can go back and, and have a look or listen
1: to. Well, thanks to both of you for being here today. Thanks, Amy. That is Jean Blake, CEO of Parkinson's Society of BC. You can check out their website, as well as Larry Gifford, host of When Life Gives You Parkinson's, which you can find wherever you get your favourite podcast. When is season two?
0: Season is in the fall, but we have a new episodes coming out Wednesday and Thursday of this week. So a special bonus Thursday for World Parkinson's Day.
1: All right. Check that out wherever you find your podcast.